Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And we're back. We're back. We're back. I'm in sunny Seattle right now. It's Ooh. actually beautiful out here. That's an odd thing to happen. I know. Saying sunny, beautiful Seattle is like not a, it's not a normal thing. But yeah. it's it's the perfect time of year to be up here. It's the uh, kind of what people call the Chamber of Commerce days. It's 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 like the days that they take pictures of everything to show you how amazing Seattle is to try to get you to move here. <laughs> I'm back from but, uh, uh, in- international waters. That's right. You had a big trip to uh, the Bahamas, right? Yeah, yeah. I was about to do a Jamaican accent, but I bit my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm back, and uh, it's hotter in New York than it is in the Bahamas. By the way. Really? What's the yeah. weather like out there right now? It's just hazy shit. I think it's turning into like China with the smog. It's every day is like a little hazy. Still, uh, is it still fires from uh, Canada? I hate Canadians. I really I do. You know me. We, I don't get along with Canadians, and then they got to throw some smoke over here. They provide nothing to this planet. No. If, just if good, you think about it. Well, they provide good comedy for. I mean, our comedic relief. That's true. You know, that's true. So there is some value to that. But, <laughs> but uh, I want to start. I was actually down there. I met you ever go to um, Odyssey Aviation? Uh, No, it's a Wait, uh, it's a is that the where is that? What is that? Something there. It's on. Uh, they have a couple locations. One of them's on in Nassau. Um, and, oh, the FBO. Yeah. 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 Where they Dude. give you uh, or at least the last time I was there, they give you uh, Bacardi when you get fuel. No shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got a hat. We went there. We had a meeting and um, trying to set something up in the Bahamas. And, uh, you know, these things just take so much time to, in a good way, um, you know, just to network right and meet the right people and see if things are possible. But uh, what an FBO, man. Beautiful. We got a, you know, got the concierge service and uh, pretended like we were getting on a private jet when obviously we're not. <laughs> but um no it's cool and uh the amount of, i've been there so many times to, to the bahamas that i've never really gone to the airport and they're still operating uh dc3s out of there yeah yeah so it's pretty cool pretty pretty cool yeah they um, do they do dc3s like uh kind of like uh like uh gosh i don't know if it's uh it was one of the florida airports uh i'm trying to think of the name of it um but like back and forth right probably lauderdale or miami it might be, it, it, yeah it might be fort lauderdale that's um yeah that's cool i i haven't been to nasa in a long time we uh ironically alaska airlines just started service to nasa so no way maybe, yeah oh we do the uh, kid trip with kids that'd be fun dude that'd be fun oh my god oh let me so tell fun. you dude food talk i hope i don't sound bad i had the best steak in the i've ever had in my life in uh at a, a restaurant that we uh, went to down there. Really? Dude, I, it sounds so weird. You know, it's like getting a good bagel in Florida. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But it's a new, it was a, excuse me. Good pizza uh, it, in Wyoming? 
It's not <laughs> happening. So it was a new restaurant. Um, apparently, it was owned by some Greeks, or it, you know, it's a big conglomerate. And there was a um, uh, like a tomahawk ribeye. And I'm not a ribeye guy because you know, it's it's a it's just a lot of steak. And I was you know, I'm a member of the uh, Clean Plate Club, so yep, yep. I got to finish my meal, right? Absolutely. But my father was like, "Oh, I'll share this with you." So I'm like, "All right, cool, I'll get that." So I don't know how you order your steaks, but this is, I'll give you my, uh, my order. It's, it's pretty simple. I'm a medium rare guy, right? But I like it Pittsburgh style, but I don't like Pittsburgh. When you get a, a steak Pittsburgh style, it's supposed to be a charty outside. And it's, it's a, um, like a black and blue. It's, it's rare. It's like so almost, rare. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, so I like to get it medium, medium rare and then have them charty outside like Pittsburgh style. So I told the. The wait and the waitress and and everything was phenomenal. And I also had sticky rice with tuna as an appetizer. Oh God, the place Ooh. is unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway, so um, they brought it and they cooked it traditional uh, Pittsburgh style. So um, and it looks so good, dude. This thing came out, and you know, like when a steak is tender, when they're moving the plate and you see it jiggle a little bit, it jiggles. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that is. There's no way. Um, they're making money on this steak and especially because like i don't own a nighttime restaurant but you know we order from the same places a lot for my place yeah and like, like i vendors. know what yeah i know what food costs and you know i could see what the other restaurants are, are ordering because it's you know part of the same thing sometimes uh, you know with the with the vendor and yeah. you know the fact that um i'll tell you it was 42 ounces it was huge tomahawk river jesus it was right it was on the menu um, as a you know, two hundred and ten dollars. Like, don't forget, you're in the Bahamas, so they got to ship it there. There's no Absolutely. way to stake this no, thing. Forty two ounces, dude. It did not come from the Bahamas. There's no way that a vendor in the Bahamas had this. And plus, it was you no. know they own a lot of a lot of stuff in the states. So there's, sh- I think that they were honestly they're probably shipping thing. it daily. Yeah, hundred percent from Chicago. Yeah. Um, and um. Like I said, there's like, you know, maybe they're making 80 bucks, which isn't a lot of money for a high-end restaurant to make on a steak, you know, at 210. So, and then if one goes bad, you know, your margins are just not there. They're just hoping you buy a bunch of wine. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of drinks. You know, and I was sneaking in Jameson every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sneaking kidding. Sneaking in Jameson? <laughs> I'm so cheap. I'll buy like a $210 steak and I won't pay for a $10 <laughs> James. God, that's so funny. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, dude. So I had to. Um, I felt like I never send food back, and like, not because like I think they're gonna. That to be honest with you, that that doesn't happen in restaurants. I mean, maybe here and there, if you're, it may be you know, it may happen in some crap restaurant or something. But like when you send stuff back, it, people the the kitchen's not spitting in your food. They don't have time to spit in your food if it's a busy place. Number no. one, there's cameras everywhere, and they would the 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 kitchen would go absolutely insane if somebody did. It that. just doesn't happen. I'm telling you. Um, and also at a high end restaurant, I'll t- I'll tell you this from the, the the beverage side of the house. If you don't enjoy something, they would rather you send it back and then make it right than you not like it. Yeah, I mean, we had sent in my places. We get stuff sent back sometimes, and like to me, it's like people are you know the night you know a couple of times they're really assholes but like here and there most of the people are really nice and they're like i'm like no like you're actually helping me because um you know it's like quality control like you i don't yeah. want to not fix something that was broken you know yeah. so like thank you at that point anyway um so yeah i uh spoke to the waitress i'm like hey like i even took ownership even though i'm 100 sure i said i want to be rare 
and then Chardy outside like Pittsburgh. So she just put Pittsburgh and the chef cooked it Pittsburgh style, which I kind of appreciated because not a lot of places, you know, well, the high end places know, but yeah. uh, some of the regular steakhouses don't understand what Pittsburgh style is. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this person like really knows. So I actually, I'm like, hey, like I kind of wanted a medium rare and it's my fault that I asked for Pittsburgh style. And in my head, I'm like, you wasn't my fault. Uh, so would I'm you like, do, you let me ask you this. Would you do a Pittsburgh style? Like is medium normal for a Pittsburgh style? Like if you're ordering Pittsburgh style or is it, is it always like blue rare? I, I, from what I understand, it's always black and blue. Um, okay. and I like, I can I eat rare. Right, yeah. I don't mind eating rares. My, my dad is God, a medium guy. I am too. Um, I'm medium. Yeah. So like, I didn't want, and he wouldn't say anything, but I know he wouldn't enjoy it. So, and I even looked, I was going to give him the ends because a lot of times the ends of the steak will be cooked through pretty good, but yeah. even the ends were like not even medium rare. It was, it was black and blue. No, it was, it was, if I told you, I bet you that maybe they cooked it two and a half, three minutes each side and then flamed it up a little bit, you know, to char it at most. It was blue. So um, I'm like, Hey, can you, you know, and brought it right back, came out and dude, it felt like a, if you could take a filet mignon and add a ton of fat to it for flavor, that's what this did. It was so tender. Yum, oh, God. Dude. And so we went back there uh, two nights later, got the same thing. And I'm like, I almost didn't want to order it because when you have, you know, like when you have such a great meal, you just want to like savor it and like not order it again because like you don't want anything to tarnish it. Because it's always like you're only as good as your last job or you're only as good as your last flight, whatever, you know, so like you almost don't want it. So, you know, we took chances. Took some yeah. big risk, ordered it again, and it wasn't better. It was it was that good. Like I, it just it was amazing. Wow, yeah, Yum, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then I had some should, leftovers of it. I think we should do a podcast. I think we should do this podcast like maybe once a year. You and I get together at a really high end restaurant, yeah, and then kind of, kind of like block it off to where it's just us recording a, an episode while we eat an amazing high end meal. I love it. And we can I we can it. talk about aerobatics while we eat tomahawks. Who are we gonna have on with? We need a third. We gotta make it a threesome. Okay, we can do that. A little a little threesome action. Yeah, I hear I hear Robert Armstrong's available. <laughs> Although he may not get back to you apparently, uh, based on uh, the exploder emails. <laughs> he'd be really. We talk great about at, that a little he'd bit. Be, more? He'd be really great at Pittsburgh style, just flaming everything up and then leaving it and then leaving. <laughs> you cannot send that back. <laughs> Did, did you get um because I did and we've talked about it and we've been in a lot of group chats uh over this past week. Um, but I got a lot of feedback. I got a lot well, uh, I don't know, like feedback might be the wrong word, but a lot of um a lot of people reached out comments uh, comments on on last week's episode and and um they were all like they were all positive comments and just just more like just commentating on you know, what we said and what's going on rather than like, there was no like debating one side or another or which side's right or wrong. And, um, you know, uh, anything like that, but did you, uh, did you talk to anybody and and what, you know, what's the, what are your, I mean, what are your thoughts kind of post post episode and, and, and a week later, right. Um, uh, of what's going on with elections with the IAC and, and what's going on with, uh, the debates and, uh, yeah, I say debates, uh, the, the exploder exchanges, um, and things like that. What are your thoughts? I mean, I feel the same way. It's just, there's a right way to go about it. And I hate, 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 hate the fact of like when the board meets and, and 
or when there's a an election or a board meeting coming up and people wait till after a board is selected or after rules are approved to to give their comments like i i wish that people were dispassionate about tech inspections before the tech inspection new voting process happened like why is it now like why yeah. is it at the first contest where people are flipping out like this is you could have looked at the tech form online and and created the same argument you right. know um that's one thing. And there's a proper way. So like you and I both had issues with boundary judging, right? But like when we brought up the issue, you and I both had, I wouldn't say, use the word valid, but we both had um, an opinion as to why we didn't like it. So like my opinion was, you know, there's a boundary judge and the way that the site gauges are lined up, you know, if you move one way or the other, or if it's just not lined up in general, and you're also selecting people that may have never looked at a recipe before, there's no structure to it. And yep. you have people that, you know, invest a lot of time and money, you know, especially at the unlimited level, and you're leaving it up to the the contest director going, okay, who wants to be a boundary judge? Raise your hand. And now it's yeah. like, fuck, man. Like, I just spent 50 grand on coaching, insurance, gas, training camp. And we're short you're, volunteers. Um, uh, yeah, and you, you, person that cleans the bathrooms, um, yeah. go sit at a, a boundary. Yeah. Like pretty much playing like duck, duck, goose to see who wants to go sit in the uh, the sun. So like, to me, like, it's not necessarily the idea of boundary judging that I'm opposed to. It's more so like the, um, the, the yeah, boundary judges, it. if boundary judging was more precise and consistent and it was a, you know, just like judging. Can you imagine if, if actual judges on the judges line were as untrained as a boundary judge could be right? Yeah. How bad that would be. Yeah. I mean, uh, I agree. So like my point is that like we, we spoke about it. We, we, I think we we're um, unemotional. Well, I was a little emotional about it, but, uh, but <laughs> like we brought, I thought good arguments as to why there shouldn't be boundary judging, you know, without saying, you know, something without singling somebody out. So um, I don't know. There's just, you know, I like that everybody's so vocal. I like that. There's a lot of, a lot of talk going on. But I think that it's still very divisive. And I think that there could be a proactive way to making the club better. And I think we're our, the numbers of the club, the membership um, has to understand that, you know, we're low on somewhat low on numbers. And that's nobody's fault. I think, you know, for the, the amount of money it costs to do this hobby, I think, you know, we're, we're pretty good. But um, I think we got to work together is what it comes down to. And, um, you know, um, Rob, I mean, look at Rob, Rob gave his cell phone number out. He's a, the VP of the club. And, you know, that's, if you have an issue or if you have an idea, like I know him for a fact, he's just one of those guys that's, that's, will hear you out, you know, yeah. and, you know, love it or hate it about Rob, but he, he's one of the few people that like, when you talk to him, he's not being phony. And there's been things that he said, you know, we've talked about, you know, and, whatever feedback he had and like, man, it, it hurt, but he wasn't wrong. And, you know, at least I know that when I talk to him, you know, he's not bullshitting me. So no. sometimes people got to have a little bit thicker skin or maybe look at the, uh, the other side of things uh, constructively. And um, I don't know, there's, there's never a bad idea, but I think there's a, a bad way of giving an idea. Yeah. So, yeah. I I agree. You know, I mean, what would you like, so if you were to change one thing, you know, within 
um, the IAC that could help create a less divisive um, club. Um, what do you think that would be, if anything? You know, I, I really think it comes down to something that we've talked about um, over numerous episodes. And I think it just comes down to recognizing where the um, our, our generational demographic is going. Um, if If the idea is to get young and new into the sport and keep them, um, you have to appeal to them that, and, you know, people are going to listen to this and they're going to cringe, right? They're going to cringe at that idea, but that's the, that's the harsh reality is we, you know, I think that the IAC website, um, I love, uh, whoever, whoever does it. I mean, no disrespect. The IAC website fucking blows. All right. It's super out. It's like the DMV website. It's like a government website. I, I find it, I find it horrendous to navigate. I think it's um, uh, grossly outdated. I think um, the, the the fact that there's no app for mobile phones um, to to maybe you know I I guess I understand one element of like that the IC is not really heavily engaged in social media. I mean they they there are right. Sport Aerobatics has a a page. The IC has a page. They post. Um, but there isn't a whole lot of engagement. And if you're trying to tackle the problem of engagement, you have to figure out your, your market base, your, your voting base, your, your membership base and, and, and figure out what they're using. You know, we're all on, you know, if everybody's on an email, uh, chain bitching back and forth, they have the internet, right? And so we need to make it easier to communicate through proper channels, whether it be, um, you know, uh, an official IAC Facebook group, uh, app, uh, whatever it is. But there has to be an avenue to where these discussions can be had uh, in in a maybe a more formal setting, I, I guess I'll say, instead of the exploder or and even aerobatic pilots, guys. That, as much as I love the discussions and debates, and I do, um, it's not it's not an official place to complain about something that the IAC is doing wrong or to even to give praise for things that unless Jim sees it, you know, he may not even see a, a positive comment, right. Or, or, or an idea, you know, someone might just suggest something and it's like, well, how do we get that? How do we bridge that gap to, from ideas and complaints and comments to um, getting it to the proper channels within the IAC? There's a disconnect. There's a huge disconnect. You know, it's why yeah. voting engagement's low. Um, it's why everybody like something will change, you know, um, you know, they'll rule at a board meeting uh, about some change and the, and the, the people that we voted in, uh, make that change by a majority rule. And then we lose our minds about how could this happen? Where did this come from? I can't freaking believe this. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, maybe there was an email that came out or yeah, maybe there was a little blurb on the IAC website, but we're, we're, we're not getting people engaged enough uh, to yeah. pay attention enough. And I don't, I'm not saying I have the answer to that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. Like if I got a notification on my phone, like, don't forget to vote, you know, uh, elections or uh, submit your rule change proposals, submit your known um, uh, proposals for 2024. Well, I, I got a concept. Oh. Yeah, let's hear it. So I think that one of the things that I felt was going on with when, um, when, you know, 
or Robert had had dropped that email with um, a lot of those accusations about funds, this and that, you know, things get, it's like the telephone game, you know, people start building things up in their mind. And then after the sixth, you know, it's a completely different. So I think that there's a lot of speculation, you know, from, you know, it's false speculation as to what happens at these board meetings. Like they think it's some type of new world order type shit yeah. going on. And I think that, I don't know if it's possible. I don't come from a corporate background. I, don't, I never I have attended a board meeting in my life, um, nor do I really want to, to be honest. Um, but the IEC is not discussing earnings and, 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 you know, uh, this, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what goes on, whatever, but it's, it's, they're talking about aerobatics, how to help the club, you know, maybe the financials as far as what they, you know, made and at Oshkosh, some bullshit, but, what if they did a video live video zoom so that people can log in and I think it would have to be video. I think audio doesn't, is not going to capture the essence of the moment. And also it's uh, less engaging if it's not video. So if they did a video zoom where everybody was there, so you kind of have accountability right now and you can log in and be a part of the, you know, you can't speak, obviously you'd be muted, but you could see the actual board meeting. You could hear what's going on, and you know there'll be no, you know, speculation. You know, how do you feel about that? I love that idea. I mean, we tried to get that done for the fall board meeting, actually, or maybe the spring board meeting. Um, you know, being able to uh, uh, attend it somehow, right? Either uh, remotely uh, by just audio or or something like that. And, um, I can't remember the reason why it was, you know, I think the lawyer lawyer, uh, side got involved and was like, eh, that's not a, a great idea, but you know, hosting like town halls, even almost monthly. And I know this puts more work on maybe the leadership, you know, to have Rob or, or Jim do this, but you know, town hall Q and A's, uh, where, you know, once a month or once every couple months, hell make it even every quarter where, you know, that you guys can log in like a state and, of the union. Yeah, basically. Like where where Jim is is and Rob um are available to answer any questions. I mean, literally from like why the fuck did you do this to hey, what uh what do you think about this or, you know, why did you do this? I want answers. Um I think I think the exploder was a clear sign that people are talking about what the leadership is doing within the IAC behind the IAC's back. And then you get this rabble rousing going. And then all of a sudden you have, you you ignite, you know, we, we've seen this in politics. Um, all of a sudden you have this group that's ignited and, and think that, you know, Rob and Jim are corrupt and um, we're going to, we're going to take the IAC back. And it's like, how, do, how did that happen? You know, how do people get there? Right. And it's because they're they're back channeling. They're 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 talking. They're not addressing Jim or Rob or anybody else within the IC properly. You know why why would the exploder be the place to throw out accusations like that, right? Um, and that shouldn't be the time that Jim hears about this, right? If there's serious accusations that that need to be answered, um, that warrants more official communication than the exploder it shouldn't be during elections that that something like that is put out for jim to simply just address 
Um, I, I think I thought that was really unfair. I thought that was pretty classless, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I mean, no personal disrespect to Robert Armstrong, but I thought I thought that was pretty that was pretty dirty, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, we've seen it a bunch, right? We for anybody to uh, d- ignore or deny the idea that there are are you know popularity camps or political camps, whatever you know, what have you, whatever you want to call them, within the IC, you'd be lying to yourself, right? Uh, we, we know that um, there's there's sides to um, things in events within the IAC and, and you have kind of one side of the coin, uh, especially when something happens, right? Um, you know, uh, nationals 2021 was a perfect example, right? Where yeah. you had, you had really two, two defined sides that either, you know, vehemently uh, disagreed or, or was full ride or die in agreement with the decisions made um you know even either at nationals and at the subsequent board meeting um and i just think i, I you know i don't know i i'd be I mean, we need to get jim back on um and i would get whoever if if robert armstrong becomes the vice president i i'd have him on to ask him the same question like i'd be really curious like how much engagement does the iac leadership vice president you know and president actually do with members like this uh throughout the year or how much of it is almost kind of a little bit blindsiding, like, wow, there's this big thing that's been brewing. Nobody said anything. And here it is because people are exploding. You know, the yeah. exploder is kind of aptly named, right? It's where people go to and fucking explode and just shit out an email um, in frustration. Uh, I don't know. I To me, that's why I unsubscribed to the exploder in the first place. I only signed back up because I heard it was a dumpster fire again and, and people kept sending me screenshots. And I was like, oh, I got to go see what this is about. And it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I feel um, like, though, if there was if there was something seriously going on, especially with finances, I don't think that an exploder email would have happened. I think it would have went straight to legal. Whether That's it's what like I mean. Somebody, you know, like, so you're basically accusing, you know, essentially, I, I don't know if, if there's other legal terms for it, but I mean, you're telling you're, you're accusing somebody of committing fraud, embezzling money from yeah. the IEC to fund air shows like that's a serious accusation that's not that's not like and whether they're right or wrong like you know that people will see that and right or wrong they're they're going to associate that person with that now absolutely because how how hard is it to you know like when when a a news outlet says something right and you can pick your pick your poison right uh this i'm not going to make this uh uh um you know republican democrat Pick pick anything. Pick any news organization. If they print something or air something that's like woefully incorrect, well, you hear that and you see that, and then three days later they might print a retraction or say a retraction. But if you didn't see that, uh, how many people didn't see the retraction, right? And then change their opinion on what they saw. Uh, it's so much easier to just go out and say something wrong, and then have the populace that sees it just believe it, and. Uh, maybe that's a tactic. You know that that might be Robert Armstrong's tact. His tactic is to go on the exploder, say all these things. I, I mean, that's effectively what he did. He came on, he said a bunch of stuff, and he's been radio silent for now. now what two weeks? Hasn't said anything. Hasn't responded to anything. Um, well, he's so been asked to is- respond from Jim and also Rob. Yeah, and several others. I think even Mike Hewer was in there. Um, I, I think a few others uh, chimed in. You know, Craig Gifford got in there. Silla Birdie got in there. 
you know, so you got some people that, ha- in my opinion, have a little bit of clout, carry some weight. Uh, well, it's also insult- it's insulting too because these guys Super all insulting. take take money out of their own pocket, time out of their day and life and family to fund a hobby, which is essentially what it is. And now you're saying that they didn't do it. IAC they took money from the IAC to fund it. Like yeah, and you know that's not. It's just like people don't just don't understand. And it's like, man, like I just like sacrificed a ton of ton of stuff in my life, and now people are saying that I didn't. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and And, and, you know, put yourself in Jim's shoes. You know, and and again, I'll say I said it last time on the podcast. Like, if if those accusations are true, I would have a problem with it, right? But this is not the way to handle it. So already we're 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 way off we're way off the beaten path in just how to handle a situation that carries this significant of a claim. But yeah. dude, you know, Jim well, lost like Marianne. He he's the IAC president. His, his life has changed forever. And this is how we're going to, and I'm not, listen, if he, if this is, if, if I'm not saying it is, uh, in fact, I, I will say that I don't think it's true, but if those claims were true, there should be some evidence. And then that's how you would pursue an Avenue like this. But like, you're effectively kicking kicking somebody while they're you know I'm not you know I know Jim's recovering and and you know he's he's moving on like anybody can that goes through a tragic situation like that but like there's a, a ton of responsibility uh, being ISC president even though it's, it's a volunteer position guys but guess what I, I I can amount I can imagine that it's a full time job and probably then some to manage communication to manage meetings and he's dedicating himself to it after a, a tragedy like he um went through and then to have this is even crazy that is a personal attack uh that's pretty bad and then yeah it undermines everybody that's on the teams in my opinion or that does air shows um i won't say in um i won't say do air shows um um uh as a part of the IAC or or, or i guess um for the IAC uh but air show pilots that are IAC members i mean you're effectively accusing you know, we know who he's accusing. We we know who we know who that comment's directed to. You know, there's several IAC uh, members that are that are high level airshow pilots. But let's be real. Let's see who is you know who is he running against. He didn't name names, but we we know we can we can kind of gauge who he's he's pointing at with that one. Um, you know what I don't like too is like is the awkwardness like because like you know there was that remember at the time at nationals when that whole thing was going on with AJ and Britt and like the the um protests and this and that and then like you obviously there was two sides of it no not two sides of it there's two groups that didn't like each other but then at the banquet everybody's like shaking hands and clapping for each other it's just like it's so phony and i hate that like if you don't like somebody just and you're and you're doing stuff to to penalize them you know and maybe they deserve it or whatever but like and you feel like they deserve it but don't like act like your best friends. Meanwhile, you go, you know, when you're not with them, you're like talking shit or submitting protest bullshit. You know, I just yeah. hate that. I really yeah. hate that. Um, so it's just frustrating. The only thing good no, for nationals is the freaking glider trophies. <laughs> Those are the best part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and like, the, you know, saying these things like, um, you know, I'd I'd have no problem. I'm like, we're not like just simply talking shit about Robert Armstrong or anybody that agrees with him. You know, I'm I'd be happy to like discuss this in person. There's, it, it wouldn't be like I'd 
I mean, I don't know him, but like, if I did, it wouldn't be like a bunch of shit talking on a podcast and then be like, what's up, man? How you doing? Long time no see. You know, this is like, this is something that, you know, deserves to be talked about and deserves a um, kind of a response. And it's totally, yeah. more, it's totally okay to be, to disagree with somebody and be, and be friendly, but you're right. You know, um, there was definitely a, in my opinion, a backstabbing component component to that nationals. And then to have everybody be like, what's up, you know? Yeah. And we saw, Hey, we saw, we saw it the following year, right. When we were there at nationals, um, again, won't name names, but we, we felt it. <laughs> we oh, felt, totally. we, you know, they knew what side we were on. We knew what side they were on in terms of, of viewpoint. I'm not saying, um, uh, you know, we're split any other way than just like the viewpoint of not even on a side. It's just like, how, no, it's not yeah. an opinion. Like it's an opinion. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was, it was so, uh, I guess divisive for some people that oh, they avoided, they literally avoided eye contact Super and was like, wouldn't say hi. And it's like, dude, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. Know. It's weird. It's weird how people behave. I guess, uh, you know, and we're all different. We all behave different, but it must be very frustrating for a lot of people to watch this because it's kind of it's it's kind of immature. I mean, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah. This is a, it's weird of an organization like this. I guess is what I'll say. You know, I I don't know. I guess maybe every organization has an element of this. And why uh, does somebody want to be president of the IEC so bad? No offense to anybody that has or wants to, but like, I don't know, dude. I just want to show up, fly, maybe give some opinions or help help with the rules or give an idea that maybe may help the uh, club do better. But who, what a that is like the understatement of the year of being a thankless job as the ISC president and VP. Like, why totally. would you even want that? Do you, would you ever? No, um, but I really respect anybody that wants to. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, as I, long as not, they're, you know, when Jim came on it and and he's been on the podcast and has stated it. I mean, you know, if if he gets outvoted, if if the majority of people that make the decisions, i.e., the board outvote votes him on something um great the process is working and that's that's somebody whether it's jim or not and whether it's rob holland or not that's somebody that's the type of person you want in those positions and it's great that people want to step up that that want to do a good job but um then you get the people that you know come in and basically say everything's wrong i'm going to do everything to fix it and there was really no there was really no solution to any, you know, when you, but when the you funny say, thing is, is like, you don't need to be president to, to help out the IC and do major not at things. All. Not at all. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely true. You know, just like get you, involved. We have, volunteer. We have no affiliation with being on the board or IC directors, but yet here we are flying our asses out to Salina, Kansas to record a live podcast and comment for the IC. Out of pocket. Yeah. Like, and doing it because, you know, we love aerobatics and, and we did it because, it could help benefit the IIC and it's not the sole reason I don't want to bullshit anybody, but you know, there is a bit of that, that we, why we did it. And like, yeah. we're not a board member. We're not going to be a board member, but you know, at least we're trying to do something. Make this know? sport fun, make this sport better. And let's, you know, when we, when we do these, these kind of back and forths where like, you know, somebody wants to, to reverse some, everything or something that a current, you know, crop of, um, directors or elected members of the IAC want to do. It's like, you just end up going in circles. Yeah. There's no progression. You know, there was not, I haven't heard anything, you know, even um, I guess this, this might sound a little mean, but I'm going to say it anyway, you know, even reading um, kind of the, the director bios and, and their, their kind of campaign paragraphs, 
they're not saying anything revolutionary and new, you know, I mean, granted you're given 250 words to kind of sell yourself and it's, it's a little weird, but it's like, what do we, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. I think it's a popularity Just, vote because I had a great that's all it is. campaign bio, like where it was like, I was specific on what I wanted to, to do and, and attack and change or bring. And, you know, am I like pissed? I didn't get voted. Yeah. Not pissed, yes. but I'm like, oh, you're dude. insanely pissed. Throwing chairs <laughs> through my window. <laughs> um, I made the tooth fairy come early to one of my kids. Um, <laughs> no, but like. <laughs> You know, it's, it's gotta, everybody's just gotta be unbiased. And I think one of the, the, something that I, I don't think is hard to do, um, is to make the, let people, um, hear and see the board meeting live. I think that that could help, you know, facilitate change. And I think it can make everything a lot more transparent and get rid of the, the, the comments of people going, you know, making up things that didn't happen at a board meeting, you know, because they're like, oh, well, it just wasn't in the minutes. Well, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Like, who, just make it live. Like, what do we, I don't, I, I obviously don't understand board meetings and, and legality. So maybe it's something I'm missing, but it's the IAC. It's freaking competition aerobatics. This is not, and, and it's you know, thing, it's a not public trade. It's not a public traded company. No, it's not Oracle. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, I say small. I, I know it's, it's, you know, but it is, it's, it's not. You know, how many members are there? I, how many EAA members are there versus IAC members, right? Yeah. Um, let's kind of remember where we where we stand a little bit. It's this should be shouldn't be this serious, it shouldn't be this uh, aggressive and 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 angry and um displeased. And it, like if there is an issue, like it should be easily s- solved, in my yeah. opinion. But again, it's got to be through the proper channels. Yeah, and you know, honestly, like there's uh, gosh. You know, I just wish people would be a little bit more. It's the right word here. Um, not respectful, but you know, with with their thoughts, like there's there's nothing wrong with like thinking a certain. Like I, I'm very vocal about certain things. One of them is, you know, I feel like advanced is getting to the point where it's, you know, with all the with the monoplanes that you know the pits S one Ts the S1Ss, you know, and I understand that there's the Sammy Masons and the John Osmeyers that can, you know, just do voodoo with that airplane and make it work. But, you know, the average pilot, like I just, you know, I think the category is just getting super difficult and beyond aircraft limitations for what advanced planes used to be like a pits. Those days are over. And like, it sucks because you could be a great intermediate pilot in an S2B, you know, and might want to make the move into advanced, but it's just like, Oh, you know, I'm going to be pushing the limit. I'm going to really be beaten on the airplane and then nails are going to pop. And this, and you're smart enough not to, not to do it because it's just going to just beat the crap out of your plane. And to me, you know, I think that, you know, over a five-year period, making either another category or the advanced easier, you know, will the category will be bigger. Will it suck for people that don't want to move to unlimited that are kicking ass right now in advance at a SEVA level? Kind of, but like, you know, we're a club, we're regional contests with going with one, the nationals once a year, you know, and I think it's just from the local level, the advanced category just sucks right now because not a lot of people are moving up from intermediate, you know? So there's a huge gap know. there. I, I really like Rob's idea of, of, a, of a category somewhere else. 
or at least you a know? regional advanced category. Like leave the Siva stuff to to nationals, but to like nationals, nationals and and whack. Yeah, I mean it's just like I said, I love watching airplanes uh, that you really got to squeeze everything out of to make it work. And when it's flown right, like especially like I I love watching a super decathlon and sportsman with somebody who can really fly. It's pretty. Right. It's really it's, pretty. It's mm-hmm. magic. It is. And yeah, same thing at the upper levels when you're flying a plane like an S1T at the advanced level, you know, and making it work. Um, it's really pretty to watch because if you can understand the energy management and what that pilot's doing, it's just like it's it's like doing the Lord's work. So not even to, and, and not to get cheesy, but I will say, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love a, a, a 540 or a 580 with a three blade prop on a on a composite model plane like the engine sounds amazing. But there's there's nothing like watching a pits sing with the guide wires like just oh my god just just it. ripping it and and flying great flying beautifully and like there's something about that that I I've always loved that that's like one of my favorite things yeah and to be um, honest but those like, days might be coming those days might be over dude like there's a there's a little I'm not I don't agree with it but man i i don't know i just i i don't i don't think we're ever but you know what back. would change it is if people spoke up so like i guarantee uh-huh. you the amount of s1t s1s extra 200 uh pick your poison you know drivers that are out there that want to move it to advance that might share my thoughts if all of them spoke up and all the people in sc spoke up you'd be three to one with the s1s group you know but so then, then you have what majority. do you do then well, then the board has to listen and then you submit proposals and you vote the right president and like people, there's no voting going on. That's the issue. So like, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of complaining about who's in there, but there's not enough voting. So right. like people have to vote, you know, and like there's the board is not doing anything wrong. Let, let me just make that clear. No, like they're, 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 they're going in the direction that they, you know, you can that, only, they're just, they're, they're a rudderless ship and, and we are the driving force. Yeah. And they're doing it in the best interest of, of their vision and like yep. that's nothing wrong with that and they can know, only do ma- what we submit and 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 yeah yeah but if you get a large majority of people with an idea you know they'd have to listen and then the next voting cycle would occur and, and hopefully you know everybody uh votes that's that's what it's coming down to so my point is is that there are people out there you know because you and i are pretty you know have a large network of hearing all this shit and people just have to speak up and maybe there's not a forum to speak up. You know, we talked about the ISC website and being a little bit, you know, hard to navigate, but there just has to be an avenue to submit ideas, thoughts, and um, maybe the voting needs to be, but I don't know. Like, like you said, like an app, it's just, I think people are just getting very frustrated. And I think a lot of the thoughts are good and they're, they're misdirected or uh, maybe not, not known how to direct them or a way to direct them. And um, I think that it, it would make the organization completely better yeah. by hearing everybody. Cause I would, you know, we hear so many cool thoughts and everything like that. And um, I, we wish that they were public. I mean, sometimes we hear stuff and people are like, please don't say anything. And we're like, all right, yep. man, but I don't know. Just who cares? Nobody's going to knock on your door the next night. Yeah. So you want to speak up? You know what I got? I got some, uh, I got some gossip. You got some gossip. I got some gossip. I want to hear some gossip. What? I'm going to ask you a question, and you need to answer it right away. Okay. 
scale of one to 10, right? One being, I don't like it. 10 being, I would give my left nut for it. Okay. Okay. Extra SX. Five. Yep. Six. Yep. Six. Oh, you're being generous. I would say four. Yeah. Um, that sounds really mean um, for anybody that's listening. I don't mean to be mean, but it's about as exciting as, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm glad because... we're talking about this because like it, we didn't talk about it last week and it, it, it does, it warrants being talked about because it's not being talked about. And it's also like, it's, is it not being talked about because it's not warranted uh, or not worthy of being talked about? I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a, um, are people not excited about it? That's what I mean. Cause like it, extra, is it too much money for, it? for, for most people? Well, almost, almost 600 grand, um, starting price. Yeah. It's without five, five and change. Without adding a canopy window, uh, dude. I mean, <laughs> you get you get some um, some crazy paint on that thing, and and a couple other little things. I don't know what standard equipment is inside the cockpit. I, I would guess probably a G three X. I don't know. No, no. My pl- my plane came with steam gauge. I had to pay extra for a fuel totalizer. I had to pay extra for a ELT. I had to pay extra for a uh, what else? I don't know something else probably. But yeah, now it's steam gauge. There we go. It's standard. So you're talking 600 grand for an airplane that, you know, um, I, I, so I watched, I watched the video. And then if you're flying. Canadian or European, you got to pay the VAT on that. Woo. The VAT, that, that makes it, that makes it crazy. That makes a crazy price. Dude. I didn't think about that. Jeez. I didn't either. Dude, that's crazy. Okay. So what that's would rough. you change? What would you change? Well, I guess, I guess. Before I even uh, even say what I would change, I guess I just don't know. I mean, the way Extra introduced this airplane already bugged me. Um, we yes. talked about this before we started recording. And I love, uh, you know, Marcus, Eric, Walter, love you guys. Um, uh, I, I think I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out where this airplane fits. Okay, I'm really I'm really struggling trying to figure out why this airplane was made, I guess, is is a better way to put it, because um, are we replacing the SC? Okay, fine. Um, I think I think if we're replacing the SC, it's an extremely incremental improvement, arguably not an improvement, in my opinion, in terms of just, hey, the SC is how how was the SC? What was the first year of the SC? Um, I think around 2007. Yeah, I was gonna say 06. I, I couldn't remember. Um, AJ would know. <laughs> uh, I guess I could look his airplane up. Yeah, um, look it up while you're talking. But so, so you're talking. You're approaching uh, 20 years of of flying um, before the next monoplane is, you know, introduced by Extra. You know, it's still a steel tube fuselage. It's not carbon monocoque. Um, we can argue whether that's um, necessary or not fine um it look the, the proportions are a little off to me i think i think the sc proportions are much more appropriate and that could be a bias maybe i'm just used to the sc and that's that's been the gold standard of single seat composite sorry single seat um competition monoplanes um for the last 20 years um i don't know i'm 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 struggling with how to feel about it. I think the the teasing and the unveiling could have been better. I thought it was a pretty lackluster unveiling, in my opinion. 
um, just kind of pulling it out of the hangar and there's like a, I don't know, Piper Aerostar in there or something. You're like, okay, this is, this is just, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't like... know. I, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't have enough discerning of an eye uh, from watching the demo flight of it to be like, okay, uh, this is wrong. This is wrong. It does this good and bad. Um, you know, you have a much better eye for that. What I will say is that I, I, I just me as a layman personally think uh, thinks the SC presents better. It look it, it's it's. I don't know if the wing. I got to look at the specs on it. I think the fuse is like several inches shorter. I don't know if the wingspan is shorter, but the SC to me looks bigger. And that's already kind of a smaller airplane. Yeah. Yeah. The so, SC, the SC, you know, compared to like a Sukhoi, obviously is smaller, but it mm-hmm. is small. I mean, the SC was never a plane that you could fly up high and get away with a little bit because of the size of it. You know, you had to, you had to fly pretty, I wouldn't say super low, but you had to present it pretty close. And now that that airplane, when I watched the video, that's the first thing that kind of stuck up is, and I think it's tiny. And then mm-hmm. also the way it, it presents in roll, which is, and, and the stubbiness of the, the cow, I don't know, just, it was really funky looking to me. And I know it's serial number one and there's not a lot of time being flown on it, yada, 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 but there wasn't anything it was doing that an SC couldn't. Um, And the fact that it's smaller is, is really not, not the greatest thing in the world. Um, My mind kind of goes to like the development of it, right? Like, obviously this had to be years in development. Um, yeah, or at least I would assume. And I guess, you know, in the design process, you're, you, it's almost like science, like you're kind of trying to solve a problem, right? So what problem did the SC possess that wasn't solved in later years? Like we know that AJ's, um, uh, being serial number one had issues. The first, what was it? 11 had wing issues. I, yeah. I can't remember, but like there was a, there was an issue with early early gen SCs, and there's there's been uh, that's just every everything that is made, you know, the first first ones that were off the assembly line, you, you kind of find that the teething issues, right, when those start hitting the market, which is nothing right. nothing abnormal. Um, but you know, there's there's a, a ton of these things flying. It's the gold standard. It is the gold standard. You know. I, I you can make the argument about the MXS and all that other stuff, but let's be real. The, the gold standard of competition aerobatics is the SC. You know, it's yeah. that's just what most people are using. It's it's the winningest airplane. It's a it's it's the gold standard. So when Extra was trying to improve, what 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 do you think they were taking from the SC to be like we need to improve this? And I I'm wondering if they achieved it. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, first off, when they started to do the those pictures on a daily, whatever, you know, it just, it didn't had a couple of, but it wasn't mind blowing the, the, how they pivoted to this airplane. And, you know, the only thing that the SC wasn't the best at compared to it's really, it's only competitor, the MX was tumbling. So I thought this airplane when they unveiled it would be a tumbling machine. I thought it was just going to do things as good, if not better than an M than an MX. And, um, God, how would you even get an airplane to do that? Right. So like, there's that. And then, um, what was I going to say? I mean, with, with your comment with the SC, like the SC is such a point and shoot airplane that is, it, it's so well built that 
I would have, I mean, I don't, I'm not an engineer. Um, um, so I'll say two things of what I'm going to, what, what I would have done differently with the SX and what I would, why I wouldn't do the SX. I would have taken the SC. I would have changed the gear. I would have made a new model of SC called it the SCX. And I would have changed the gear. I would have lightened the airplane up there, put a Grove gear on it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would have done that. I would have changed the style of canopy. I would have made a racer canopy purely aesthetic, but it would have changed the look. And some people are more money than brain. and would have bought it or bought a different canopy. So I would have slicked back the canopy. Um, the other thing too, is I would have changed the rudder pedal setup within DSC. It's a hinge point that's on your heel. So you're not really using the whole power of your leg and snaps and full deflection. Make so it I would like have made a it more. I would now nah, I would have made it more like a uh, Sukhoi. I would have, in fact, I would have stole the whole design. Oh, okay. You know, similar to the cap too. Yeah, so I would have uh-huh. changed the rudder pedal setup. I would have modified the torque tubes that rub against your calves. Like these are real issues that SC yeah. owners have had. Yeah, I yeah, would have yeah. fixed those issues. Um, the torque, the and, torque tube setup is a little. Um, for those who have not sat in one, it, that's a that's an interesting. They're, they're really in the way. I, yeah, I have to really wear pants every time I fly it because once your legs start pers- perspiring, um, the torque tube will stick to you. Yep. And when you first fly the airplane, it you're not burn. used to it. Well, yeah, that too. But when you're not used to it, and the, I remember the first couple hours I was flying it and I was flying in shorts and it, you know, it's stuck. But when you're in full enroll and everything, you don't realize it. You don't feel it. And all of a sudden you think the stick is jammed a little bit and you're like, what the, f-? and it's your oh. legs. Oh yeah. 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 So oh, I would have changed yeah. that. I would have made a one piece seat for it. I would have made the ergonomics of it a lot better with the seat. Mm. That's something that a lot of SC, SC drivers have done on their own. Like these are all things that that's a big modification for SC owners is the seat, the seat. Panel. Yeah. So like, these are all things that the engineering and extra could do really well, make a ton of money. Cause if they made a new seat for the SC, if it wasn't $10,000, if it was an, a reasonable price, I would hundred percent buy it hundred yeah. percent, you know? Um, and then I would have made a, um, a wingtip. Mo- I would have maybe changed up the wingtip. I would have allowed for wingtip modifications and maybe made an adapter for existing SC drivers. So you could change to a, you know, a, a rounded off wingtip as opposed to a square wingtip, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. Um, that's what I would have changed the SX. I would have definitely not made it shorter. I don't know if that's because they were trying to achieve a tumbling aspect of it or, you know, uh, a different CG, whatever, but it, it's so tiny looking to me and stubby looking aesthetically, but tiny looking in the air. That yeah, I it made it shorter hurt. and wider. Yeah. I think it's going to hurt the airplane from a judging standpoint. I would also change the uh, position of the wing. I would have made it more of a uh, 260 wing and elevated it more. So it was in the, uh, air, I would have made it in the airflow of the horizontal state um, in the back. I think that would have improved the characteristics of it. Um, that's two. Um, I like what this almost the has wing. an NG wing. It's very, very NG uh, looking with that rounded wingtip. It's almost, you know, if you if you squared off the game bird aileron setup, not the wing because it's got an, ext- you know, it's extremely yeah. wide wing, huge wing. But yeah. the way the the horn is designed in the game bird, if you squared that off, it's very similar. It's eerily mm. similar to the SX. Um, so I would have done that. I would have definitely changed the canopy. I don't know what the seat looks like in there, and it looked like from the pictures it was a straight stick and not a cantilevered stick. I don't know if you picked that up. Well, let me go. Let me go try to find pictures. This is the hard thing. Is like there's not. I. I. It's like if somebody took pictures and posted it, it's out there. But there's not like extra did not put a bunch of detailed pics of the of this yeah. airplane. It's very odd to me. Yeah, and the last two things, um, the most important thing that I would have done differently in the SX is I would have put quarter turn fasteners on it. I don't know why. 
extra so against quarter turns and Zeus fasteners. I just do not get it uh, for the life of me. Um, You're right about that? the stick. Yeah, it looks straight, right? Nobody it's picked straight. that up except JP. Come it's on, straight. That's right going to be back. a problem. I, I, I'm not a fan. Well, of the it, 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 it I, could be a, a problem, I guess. Yeah. Well, they changed the seat. Is they they changed the seat in the SX? I haven't seen it, but I've heard. Um, anyway, but and then as far as There's releasing no it that I can see and marketing it, I wouldn't have done pictures. I would have, I would have done more verbiage that it was coming out. And then I would have released a one minute trailer of like footage, but not of the outside of the airplane, what it looks like as a whole. I would have put like cockpit cameras of it doing something that the SC can't do or an MX can't do. I would have done a, a camera right behind the pilot's head on the outside of the airplane looking forward. So you can see a little bit of the wing and just shown what the airplane was capable of. Like we have pictures of a plane that, you know, it is it's pretty. Like I'm not gonna take away, like somebody gave it to me. I would freaking love it. You know, it's a pretty looking plane. I love my SC. Like I'll take my SC any day of the week, but you know, it's certainly a pretty airplane. There's a lot to be uh, excited about with it and happy about, but you know, it's, it, where's the footage? Like, where's the backup? You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, there's, there's no, it's like what's going on in the Explorer. There's a lot of talk and there's not a lot of proof right now. And I, guess um, they, I think they just assume they don't need to put it out there. Yeah. Which, are, I don't, you know, maybe to an extent they're right. Yeah. And I don't know if that cuff on the wing, on the inboard wing, you know, because it's a known thing with extras where the, uh, that rubber attaches to the, the gap seal. Uh, yeah. The gap seal that everybody knows that that, that breaks down after a while. That's and a you have to replace plate, man. It. So I don't know if that fairing that they put on the, on the, uh, front. On the front is because they wanted to close that gap. Or if it's an aerodynamic um, addition, whether it's the airplane is it can't fly without it because it's got some weird aerodynamic issue, or it's helping it. Yeah, you know. So there's just a lot of a lot of weird things with the airplane. Um, I think the biggest problem I see with it is that it's it's smaller. You know, the SC is a small plane, and that's smaller. And you know, if you ever seen a pits, you know, flying in advance you can't fly it too high. Um, and it's going to be the same issue with this and unlimited, you know, it could fly, it could fly as phenomenal as possible, but if you don't present it well, you're not going to score. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a fact, Jack, you know, looking and at like, this airplane, I, I would be super excited if this was a 200 horsepower extra. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it kind of has those proportions a little bit. Like a lot of people were calling it laser and, you know, yeah. and it's, it's a little true. Like it, just the way it looks, it's, um, I mean, uh, at, at face value, here's what I'll say about this. Here at face value, the SX doesn't bother me in looks. Actually, I, I as a whole, I like it. But when you compare it to the SC, you're like, oh, why did they, I don't know why they shortened it. I guess I don't know the, 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 um, the rationale for shortening shortening the fuse yeah. um because it does it changes the look drastically you know it almost doesn't you know between the wheel pants the cowl and and the uh length of the fuselage and the turtle deck it, it doesn't look like an sc it doesn't look like a brother to the sc yeah in some ways i, I think they should have they should have basically i mean i'm talking out loud here so i i could change opinions but they should have just went back to the 260 
and put the SCNG modifications on it and gone with that. I think this the unless it's what they needed to do to get the the tumbling aspects out of it because the SC snaps beautifully. The SC is not a does not have bad characteristics in snap roll inside out nothing. It's so very what would, great what would be the like? What would you think it would be flight on it then to compete with like the the likes of the MXS MX2 and Gamebird in terms of envelope? Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, it's an educated guess. I, I it's got to be the freestyle component. It's got to be. Yeah, because you're not improving. You're really not. I mean, you, there's always room for improvement, but the in Arresty, you know, the SC is king. Yeah. And honestly, like if you're, it looks so similar, like it doesn't look, the extra 260 does not have any, you don't look in an extra 260 and think laser. There's, you don't. No, no, you, you think don't extra. Even, yeah. And you look at an extra 230 <clears throat> and like, yeah, if you look at them side by side, you're, you can, you can make the correlation, but an extra 230 on its own does not look like a laser to me. You know, obviously no. like I, it just doesn't, this is very lasery. And to me, like, a laser is a laser, like Leo's laser is Leo's laser. It's a four cylinder, like stripped down, lightweight, freaking awesome airplane. And it needs to stay that. I, I think that this is, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't get on board with it. And to be honest with you, I really can't, I'm not to say I'm not an NG, wouldn't mind having an NG, but I'm just not into the, that NG look either. Like I just like the, the straight line squared off this. It, you know, it, it might be better than an LX, but I, I feel like I would take an LX over an NG. You know, I like yeah. that. I like that cockpit. I like that tight feel. I don't want to be in a boat, you know, with 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 hydraulic seat lifters and shit like that. I don't need. I don't want the fancy bells and whistles. Do you think that the SX is going to pose a problem in that regard? Because I, I know I know a big complaint of the SC is that it's too narrow for a lot of people, and I understand that. Um, but having the wider cockpit, like what, what would, I wonder what the justification was to widen the cockpit. Uh, if it was just like so many, com so many complaints about the SC being narrow. Um, and then what does this do to somebody like you um, who like, are you going to have to start bolstering the sidewalls and, and building a tub and then also maybe like some side padding or side, um, you know what I mean? To kind of, yeah bulk yourself in a little bit so you're not you're not like bouncing around side to side i i how does that work with a wider a wider cockpit i mean i guess people don't do that in a sukhoi sukhois are fairly semi-roomy depending on the model yeah i mean you can't be too tall to fly a suk but yeah. you know i don't know i mean if you're gonna fly unlimited you know you got to be in shape and to me it was great great because you know when i moved up like I had to lose weight to, to, to get, I'm really big on seating position and, and you have to be, you know, positioned, I feel correctly for, for negative G's, especially. And when you got a belly and you can't get the strap down, right? Like, boy, you gotta lose weight. So, yeah. you know, narrow cockpit, I think that's a, a bit of a cop out, you know, a little bit. I mean, look at, or look at, look at, um, Odin, the champion. He's not a, a slender dude. He's not lanky and he won worlds. That's true. No, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know what his exact uh, um, dimensions are, but he seems like a, 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 you know, big guy. He actually looks like me before I lost the uh, 40, 50 pounds. Okay. He's, I'd say he's like 220, 210. Well, depending on his size, if he's 5'9", he's yeah. got to be two, he's got to be 215-ish. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, because I'm 170 now. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm 170-ish, 173. I'm five nine, five ten. Um, 
and he kind of looked like the way I did, you know, a year ago. I wasn't fat. I was just, you know, husky, big boned, big boned. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I to me, like I would have put all that R and D and engineering into the SC and just modified the SC. I mean, because now you're you're creating an um, what's to say you you're creating a better SC, but you're also giving the option to existing SC owners to get on that level as well. I mean, thank God that the SX, from what I hear, is not going to destroy the SC, you know, Um, because then, like, it would suck, like, because, you know, you buy uh, an airplane that's supposed to be the best, um, even though a lot of it is, you know, the magician, not the wand. Um, But, you know, if this airplane just completely slaughtered the SC, it would suck owning an SC right now. Um, It it would certainly send tidal waves. you know, if, if like, that were the case, but how do you do that? How do you improve? I mean, this is, this is super cheesy and cliche, but like, really, how do you improve on perfection? And that's a little bit why I'm sitting here wondering, like, what was, what glaring holes did extra C in the SC that I think you're totally right about, um, about freestyle, but this, to me, this airplane doesn't scream freestyle. If anything, an airplane like the game bird screams freestyle to me, it's like, that's a freestyle airplane, not an arresty airplane, you right. know? Um, whereas the SC is on the other end of the spectrum. And then, you know, the MX, uh, family of airplanes seems to, to kind of, um, play, I guess that's probably a best of both worlds airplane. Uh, is that, is that the best, is the MXS the best combination of a and freestyle, uh, platform ever? I think so. Yes. It's gotta be. Yeah. Um, I, 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 to me, this doesn't scream freestyle to me. Like I look at the tail and I'm like, well, you know, okay. That, um, I don't know the ailerons. Yeah, you're. I, I see what you're saying about the horn. I agree. It's actually funny. I wouldn't have noticed that until you said that. I, I'm just looking at the wing right now of the SX. Um, you know, it's not full span aileron. It's, it's the standard span. You know, down to what 80, 85 percent of the wing, ninety percent of the wing, eighty yeah. percent, whatever. Um, the tail is the same. I don't think it's unchanged from the SC. It doesn't look like it. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Um, I'm just wondering. I thought, I thought for sure the rudder would have been off the SHP. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, to me, it looks like the exact same as the not. SC. No, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, we've been talking about getting getting the extra family on for a long time, and I, I don't know. Um, I'd love to get a real answer of, of kind of what where this airplane fits and why. Like, why? Yeah, it's the best. The best question I can ask is why. But why not make the SC better? Because there's definitely enough feedback. I mean, gosh, they're, they're, I don't know if they surpassed a hundred SCs or they're pretty much there. I think they, they did. Yeah. They They, they built that. Yeah. They built a serial number 100. I remember the pictures from it. Yeah. So there's enough feedback where like you can make the SC better. Like, and I, and I'm a nobody, I'm an, an amateur of an amateur. And I I feel like I rattled off some, some root, not realistic, uh, some, not valid. What's the right word here? No, you're so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say some some valid concerns or or at least uh, valid feedback. You know, from somebody that, that's a practitioner of the airplane. I mean, what yeah. what other airplane? You know, um, the only person that flies an MX like Rob is Rob. You know, you have Odd. You have a few other. Um, you have Marty that flies the MX two. Um, you and know, Silberti flies Silberti. You have Alon's airplane that's um, still apparently in paint. Sorry, dude. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you're... by the way, I'm oh wearing your God. shirt, Alon. 
Um, isn't it? I, I wore it the other day. Isn't it a comfortable shirt? I love it. I, yeah. I love it. By the um, way, if you need a super decathlon, hit up Alana Guayo, Guayalera Sports. Get a beautiful super decathlon. Okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because in my head, in, in show notes uh, brain, uh, I wanted to talk about this. And this is actually, all this kind of ties in, you know, um, I'm starting to be in, I don't agree with it, but I'm starting to uh, think that, you know, a little bit with the IAC and competition and where the 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 market's going, where people are going, where um, K values and SIVA judging or, or rules is going. I think we're gonna we're gonna see the death of uh, the cute little red biplane singing through the air in intermediate advanced. Um, I think those days are over. I don't think they're coming back, and I think we're gonna see a slow trickle of of those airplanes dying out. Um, we've seen you know we talked about a huge um, I guess exodus is the wrong word, but a huge change in in aircraft. Uh, several advanced team members bought new airplanes this year. Uh, you know, we're seeing unlimited uh, pilots uh, switching airplanes, buying airplanes behind the scenes. People that are um, that have been out for a year, you know, like you have a lawn with an MX2 coming and just and, and just waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and then you have so and then Joe McMurray, uh, Joey Bowflex waiting on his game bird. Right. And it's um, it's in production right now. Almost here. I'm really excited for Joey. Good guy. Yeah, me, too. But guess what? Those guys, Alon and Joey, have two beautiful late model super decathlons that have been for sale now. How long? Jo- Joe put his on the market two months, a month ago. Yeah, I think longer, dude. I think a year been, ago, you know, I'm sure it's been quiet. Yeah, a a year ago, though, dude. In 2021, 2022, even you couldn't you couldn't hold on to a super decathlon. Somebody was just like, take, uh, you know, take my freaking money. I'll buy yeah. it right now. Um, and I know they're they're a high price point. Don't get me wrong. They're late model, right? So they're, you're, I don't even know what Alana is selling this for. I don't know what Joey is, is selling this for. But what would you guess? Uh, I mean, so I say they're late model. I mean, Joey, is, is Joe's a 2018, 2019, 2020? I, I don't know. It's Dude, it's, it's late basically teens. brand new. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does that sell for 300? 280? I mean, a I don't new know. one is is three and a half, right? I think so. Maybe even more now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's <sighs> no wait, right? They were sold out, so you so you're gonna order, you can buy one, and you're gonna get you're gonna get put on the wait list, so you can have his now. Um, and we saw that with SCs a little bit. It's like, yeah, you can get on the wait list, but you can buy mine now for the exact same price, and people yeah. were doing it. I think a game changer, because um, I think what where you're going or one of the topics with that is that, you know, it's extremely expensive and, and it could hurt, you know, uh, the um, population of the, uh, the club or sport or whatever you, cause it's just a ton of money. Um, I'm excited to see, I think it will happen. Whichever dealer call it American champion um, extra game bird. Um, we kind of saw it a little bit with Gamebird. They didn't really advertise it too much, uh, but dealer financing. financing. Yep. I think that if I, I thought think, that was a smart move. Yeah. And I think we're not really seeing it too much yet because the used market hasn't got saturated yet. I feel like Gamebird and Extra are, have a booking of a year and a half to two years out. So 
Why would you? Yeah, the why demand you, is there. Yeah, why why not just get your money and run when you can instead of, you know, um, holding a note? So I think that when production slows and the used market, you know, gets gets a um, you know a lot of supply, and the dealers need to keep pumping airplanes, I think that's when you know we'll see some, or I, hope, I think it'd be really interesting for financing. One of the concepts that you know you and I had spoken about, you know, and I I thought this might work with Gamebird is you know because the IIO five eighty is you know a hundred thousand dollars whatever. You know, it's super expensive, but the airframe, you know, is is somewhat of a of a controllable cost for Gamebird. I'm sure they're stocked up on material and they can kind of figure their margins at that point. Yeah. So like all these guys that, you know, whether they have a 540, 580, you know, sitting that could be overhauled or they can get at a cheaper price instead of buying, could lower the price point of entry for them. Uh, you know, significantly is to get into a game bird where game bird can, you know, sell the airplane. I, I understand liability is an issue too, but if an aircraft manufacturer can sell an airplane without a motor, you know, as a, as just the airframe ready to be, you know, mounted, um, I think that can also increase, you know, yeah. production and make, make the, uh, the entry to the, uh, whatever, uh, you know, so we're good. And that can, you know, that could be something that Gamer could do with, you know, coming out with a um a GB whatever that can accept the 200 horsepower motor. You know, obviously it'd be some engineering and 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 changes in the airframe and um whatever. But um I think kind of tapping into that four-cylinder industry might might be beneficial because it's not so much about um uh, gas costs as it is uh, to the person who's got an engine that you know, good engine and a aerobatic engine or whatever that's sitting doing nothing, you know, but they don't want to spend 400 grand. Yeah, so, I wonder if that would be. I'm, I'm sure that's probably not, you know, the juice probably isn't worth the squeeze for these manufacturers to do that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, they got a um, backlog, but once yeah. that dries up, once that dries up, well, and it will. Yeah. By the way, it always does, it, and it will. Um, I just wonder. I wonder where you know. I just. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's a part where I'm like, this sport. This sport's um, not looking back. You know, uh, you're, you. People can make the argument of like, oh, get a super decathlon for the fundamentals and a pits. It'll teach you this and that. And it's like, there's a little bit where the industry is like, meh. Why do that? Well, the other thing and, too is like, from a financial standpoint, like if you know you like, I knew. I wanted to fly unlimited. I knew at a certain point, I knew I was going into the SC and, you know, simple math can, you can calculate what this is going to cost you. Yep. So to to get there, you know, I did, you know, I went into an extra 200, which was, uh, it was a non-depreciable asset. You know, the extra 200s are, are, have been the same price. They've got up a little bit, but um, they'll still be one hundred and forty to one hundred sixty thousand dollars airplane. You know, mm-hmm. you can get a good deal a little bit lower, but that's pretty much where they're going to fall. So whatever totally. you buy for is what you're going to sell for, unless you put a stupid amount of time and the the propeller needs overhaul and the engines, you know, there's there's metal in the screen. Um, so I knew as long as I took care of that airplane and flew it within its limits, whatever I bought it for, I could sell it for. Yeah. So and that would get me to the next point, so I can fly that 
keep saving my money, take a non-depreciable hit when I sell it and apply that towards my SC. Now, like if an extra 200 was $350,000 and was going to depreciate, you know, down to 275 or even 250 after the five years I was flying it, I wouldn't be able to make that jump then with the Delta of a hundred thousand dollars to the SC. Right. Right. So like, I think that that's the issue with, or that would be my mentality is, yeah, the super decathlon is a great airplane. Um, I mean, personally, a side note, I wouldn't buy a three. I would just rent one and get, I would still get the proper training in a super D because it's, it's to me, it's inexcusable to, to not fly a super decathlon before a monoplane. Um, I know it's crazy, but, right? Yeah. But so I would rent one and I, I could leverage the money that I had into the market, you know, gain whatever interest and, and keep that money working when I was ready to buy an SC, but I'm not going to buy a 350k airplane and take that depreciation and then extend the longevity of having to wait again to get an SC. And I think that's what's happening is people are going, well, I'm on a four-year plan. They calculated where they think they can be. They can project where they think they're going to be. And they can't do that by, they're just going to be like, I'm just going to either wait a year and then get a monoplane, or I'm going to go, instead of me spending 350K, I'm going to spend the extra 100K or buy a hundred hour extra at that point for the same money. Mm-hmm. And go right into the monoplane. You know, I think that's what's that because Super D is we're 75k all day long, like seven to ten years ago. I bought a yeah. uh I I flipped the Super D, gosh, 10 years ago for 75 grand. It was a 90, it was a 9717 Alpha Charlie. Um 95 or 97, 500 hours on it. Not that that's same amazing. airplane, so buck fifty. Oh yeah, all day. Yeah. So yeah. um so yeah, I think that's what it is. And and honestly, I don't blame the people that don't want to go hardcore rusty and and just want to put around and, and do some loops and rolls and an extra not going to the super D. But if you really want to get good, you can't not have that foundational step of either a super D, you know, a, a pits S2A. I don't have any uh pits S2B time only uh S2A. Um so I don't I don't know really if the I heard the B is the worst flying uh, pits out of all of them, but I like um, to see the best. That's the that's personal uh, yeah. preference. Um, the, but yeah, the you, you okay. need that. You need that underpower or or energy management airplane. Like the extra is just it's such a point and shoot airplane. It's it's unfair at a certain point. Yeah, you know. So um, so yeah. So I I think that's what it is. I think that the the Catholics are just so close to the monoplane pricing where they never used to be hard uh, that you know and they depreciate like a motherfucker yeah so yeah gosh it's I crazy i agree i agree I, I can't wait for like the television commercial of like can you imagine like oh, i don't want to come across mean let's think of something um can you <laughs> can you imagine like Walter Extra, like standing outside the factory and being like, it's Christmas in July, 4th of July savings. <laughs> it's the 4th of July sales event. <laughs> yeah. Come down and get your lease deal on his new extra SX. <laughs> we, have, we have seven models. Last year's models. We're trying to blow out today. Yeah. And they got like the year sticker on the canopy, you know, like that mm-hmm. yellow with the red writing, like 2021. <laughs> the neon orange that, that says look, you know, <laughs> Now back yeah. to today's hits on 106. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my Except gosh. German techno music. Just house, <laughs> hardcore house music. Do, do us, do us. <laughs> in fact, oh, if, wow. I, if I unveiled the extra SX, it would be to that song. Absolutely. In it fact, I want to make a, I'm going to make a video when it comes out of that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. I love it. I love it. Dude. Welcome to Oktoberfest. <laughs> Get a free boot of beer with every purchase of your six hundred thousand dollar monoplane. That's a deal right there. I tell you, you know what would have made me an extra. I mean, I'm, I'm an extra fan forever. But me too. you know what would have sealed the fate and like I would have just extra could do no wrong. They can come here, you know, make love to my wife, and I would be fine. Is if they made that SX and painted it in the Loudenschlager library. In the Bud Light Library. Out of the Bud Light. If they did that, I would have just been like, you can whatever. The uh, ultimate troll. Oh, God. I would just, I would have, I mean, I have, I really love extra and the brand. And I, I didn't mean, to, I'm not shitting on the SX. I'm just, and I'm probably so fucking wrong. But um, it's gosh, so new. If, they, if they did that, I would just be like, wow, you guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is amazing. Like they can vinyl wrap it probably. That would still that would be, I would that would be just as good. Just as good. That'd be sick. And imagine like you know like Walter or Marcus getting out with like a Bud Light flight suit too. Like a complete homage. <laughs> Put wingtip smoke on it. It'd be awesome. It'd be freaking sick. It'd be awesome. Dude. This has been a fun podcast. This is a good one. This is a good one. It's a good one. I love yeah. it. Started off a little dramatic. I don't like talking about like the shittiness of the IAC with the exploder chats and stuff, but we got it. No. It's got to be doing the Lord's work here. Got to be but, talked um, about. We'll get past it. But yeah, I wish we'll we had like sign off music because right now we would just totally be blasting do host as we sign off. <laughs> oh, I'm not even gonna. Uh, last time, last time I played sound bites on my phone, people complained. So I'm not gonna. They attempt. got they got mad. Well. We don't have any we don't have any sign up music, but we can just sign off. How about that? How about we just uh, we we say goodbye. We we uh, we thank our uh, our lovely sponsors and and we we head out and off into Let's the sunset. I'm gonna get All pictures right. of that steak too. Get some pictures of the steak. I'm speaking. Of, I'm I'm getting hungry. It's dinner time, so I'm gonna go eat. Um, thank you to Lift Aviation for supporting the podcast. Go buy shoes and knee boards and helmets and shirts and uh, did I say shoes? Buy their shoes. Um, lift aviation yeah lift aviation usa like shirts i yeah i uh in fact i wore one yesterday um i love their shirts liftaviationusa.com use the promo code fly cool shit at checkout 25 percent off um also speaking of shirts oh my god some, dude what oh what do you got what do you got Shit. do we have like five minutes i know where i'm the worst i'm the worst oh my god send your complaints fly cool shit at gmail.com here we go so my my flight home from the Bahamas, I got to give a, a big uh, shout out to the pilot. Made the shortest field landing in, what is that, an Airbus they fly? I'm so bad with GA type shit. What, who'd you uh, fly? JetBlue? Yeah. Oh, dude. I think he must have looked at the pilot manifest and been like, oh, we got some, we got some, um, you know. Uh, some royalty some, on board. Some royalty on board. I better dress to impress here. Um and dude, the first turn he made like the point five turn off, just fucking, and didn't slap it on, like just 
got it on short and made the high speed. Oh, it was beautiful. So beautiful. And I think the pilot that was flying it is a listener because made eye contact with him getting off the airplane, gave him a little head nod. You know, no big yeah. deal. Just a regular yeah. customer passed through. Sure. So I'm like, oh, you would have said something if you listened to a podcast, but whatever. Then I'm waiting outside the bathroom while uh, Nikki and the kids, you know, use the lavatory, it, it, you know, at, in JFK, like right outside the gate. And then the pilot gets off, makes more eye contact to me, but for like more than a second where, and then I gave him the head nod again. And I'm like, I think he was a listener, but I get, he didn't want to come across creepy, but if you're listening, <laughs> thanks for listening and great landing. <laughs> so I had to give a shout out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Well, last shout out. How about this? Fly good merch. Love it. Go buy some fly, fly good. Don't suck. Merch. Yeah, support support the uh, the the trip to walk because we know one three letter club that's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not funneling money from. Uh, yeah, um, use the pro- promo code ACRO A K R O at checkout. Uh, Flygoodmerch.com. Uh, you get ten percent off the entire website. Shirts, hoodies, um, mugs, and they're awesome. So go buy some. Go support. What else? Love it. Uh, fly. How about this? Uh, also, flycoolshit.com slash merch. Buy some of our shirts. We would be really appreciated. That keeps the lights on around here. It does. Keeps the Wi-Fi going and Chinese I, food flowing. I funnel money from Fly Cool Shit t-shirt proceeds to uh, pay for hosting fees. You're such a made-off in the making. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love it. I think that's all we got, man. We'll talk to you all next week. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 